メロカーヘイブルメン They say the real test of pros is how do you perform in less than ideal conditions, John. I wouldn't know. These are ideal conditions as far as I'm concerned. We're just、Me、here、too. in the moment, taking it as it comes.、Uh, Sunday evening, we are live on YouTube to everybody on YouTube. Hello, great to have you. If you are listening to the podcast, we've got a YouTube channel. If you're watching the YouTube, we got a podcast. That's what you need to know. Yep. Subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the pod. Leave a、uh, comment in the podcast review. You know, they,、uh, not a comment, but a question for the QA. We do a little mailbag, comes out on Saturday. We call it Bag Alert. No big deal. Do that right now. Leave a five star review if you like us. If not, leave a four star review. Leave a question in that review on iTunes and tell us your favorite bar. That's how you get in the mailbag at the end of the week.、Uh, Lee on YouTube says, Need some Tito's after that game. Need Tito's during the game. Need Tito's on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll get to that. But, John, let's just start and dive right in. Was it Trey Lance's fault that the 49ers lost to the Arizona Cardinals, that the 49ers scored one touchdown and fell to two and three? Uh, I, I wouldn't give him all the blame. He did play a role in the loss. It was a disastrous, I would say, team effort. Their quarterback play was pretty hit or miss, though. And anytime your quarterback play, now Kyler wasn't great, you know, for his standards, though he still hit way more big plays than Trey hit.、Uh, the coaching was terrible. The, the performance by individual players like McGlinchey was getting absolutely abused.、Uh, Kyle Shanahan did not have a great day. Their ability to convert, I mean, the penalties at one point in time, I swore to God they had 15 penalties, and I looked, and it was only seven. Oh, I, lo- it, I had the same feeling. I looked, it was four. I looked, and it was seven. Now, I do think a couple times, like when it happens on third down, if you just decline for a punt or something, right?、Well, I think jo- Josh really- Norman had one early in the game, and the result of the play was a first down catch to Hopkins, so that was declined. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe like a sack. Right, or a forced incompletion on a late down if you really broke it down. Because I swore to God, I was like, there are 27 penalties so far, and it's the middle of the third quarter. I looked, the Cardinals had six, and the Niners had seven. I'm like, this doesn't add up. No wonder it's like, don't ever trust the eye test. You got to look at the analytics. I was like, okay, it doesn't quite feel that way. But the, the fourth down play calling,、uh, that, the use check play, I love use check. I don't blame. I blame, I blame coaches when they put players in an uncompromising situation. That play call made no sense because it wasn't a half inch. He had to go like a yard and a half. I mean, it wasn't even close. But the quarterback, and we'll dive into him extensively later on, was、uh, a long way to go, okay? Yeah. I, I mean, look, he's the quarterback of a football team that just lost a one possession game. So it was, some of it was his fault. It wasn't all his fault. It is, as coaches like to say, a team game.、Um, and, you know, right now I see a team that can't quite take, adva- take advantage of the word. I see a team that, that is not able to, to give a rookie quarterback the environment that a rookie quarterback needs in order to win, right? And that environment is usually no penalties. That environment is no drop passes when the rookie quarterback hits you in stride on third down and 12 or whatever it was on the Sanu drop. Right. That's that environment is this guy's a rookie. So let's let's play like a well oiled machine to help the fact that he's a rookie. Whereas they look like a team of rookies, not on defense, not on defense, 
offensively now maybe if you know we we deep dive it john there'd be some case that well sometimes he's holding the ball long and that leads to holding penalties he's indecisive in the pocket and that leads to issues downfield and in the pocket around him probably a part of it um so there's just but there's a way you got to play when you've got a rookie quarterback the guys who've been there three four five six seven eight years is you cannot afford all the other mistakes around that rookie quarterback well i i think for a large portion of the game, it felt like the game was 24 to nothing. And it feels like that for the person watching it. It feels like that, I think, for the coaches standing on the sideline. It can feel like that as a player. Like, we're getting beat really badly. But ultimately, and I say this all the time, we make too big a deal about yards and big plays. It's about points. That that dictates the entire game. And for a large portion of this game, it was 10 nothing. And Kyle Shanahan, who I've always said, and everyone, I mean, it's not like breaking news, what makes him unique as a younger coach is he's not pass-happy, he's a run-first coach. Now, I know he ran his quarterback, but they have, I mean, even when Sermon came in, he only got the one carry, like, I would have slammed Mitchell and Sermon way more. Instead, he just used Trey like uh, a punching bag to run it up through the tackles, and basically on every play, instead of running it, Elijah Mitchell is good. Uh, Trey Sermon could have been used in this game. Like, if, if you want to limit a passing game that is clearly struggling, use your fucking running backs. And I understand your quarterback kind of operated like a running back today. He led the team in carries. He ran for 90 yards. But it was probably a little much. You know, it was probably, you could argue, I'm not trying to defend Trey, but it's uh, he took a big pounding for a guy in his first start who's also expected to throw it. I mean, he threw it 30 times today. Yeah. I To, to me, the biggest problem they had on offense, the, they had several. The number one problem was how many down and longs were they in? How many first well, guy, they're, and 15s? Because they're, well, because they're holding on first down because you're throwing on first down, and then all of a sudden it's first and 20. Like, I, how many first and 20s did he have was, in the second starts. half? Yeah, it was, it was third and 15s. It was... Uh, it was it was plays that went three yards backwards on first down, and then it's second and thirteen, and then you run the ball, and now it's second and eleven, and now it's third and eleven, and it's. I mean, it was, it was a mess. They're a sloppy team, and yeah, it, ultimately exactly it's on right. the, it's and the head coach is responsible for that. Right now, Kyle Shanahan has an extremely sloppy team. Now, there are points in the game like you'd go the penalties, right? Sloppy. Or is it McGlinchey, who they picked up as fifth-year option, playing a team that, I don't know, has two Hall of Fame talents on their line, got fucking abused. Yeah, Trent Williams had a couple penalties today. Yeah, I mean, the holding one, uh, you know, his one. And then there was another play where he and McGlinchey both had it, and just because the football gods, the the Trent Williams penalty got declined and the McGlinchey penalty got accepted, even though the same penalty. But McGlinchey was clearly overwhelmed from a speed standpoint. Like, he can't hang with those guys speed-wise. To me, Trent Williams, I allow a guy to have a penalty every once in a while. I don't worry about his ability to block J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. I do not believe that McGlinchey one-on-one can block those guys. Yeah, I. but it wasn't... It was also defensive penalties, which I didn't... To me, the most of the defensive penalties, I can't... I could be wrong. Maybe someone can remind me. I can't think of one defensive penalty that I would categorize as sloppy. Um, I, I do I, one takeaway though on the penalties, just over an overarching theme in the NFL, is that 
I do believe that it's tough to be a defender. Everyone understands that, right? Like trying to mirror a guy, you're grabbing back and forth. They never called on the offensive guys. And I'm not trying to act like a homer here, but there were several times, you know, Mosley's going like this. The Cardinals, because like Hopkins can't really run. So a huge part of his game is that he kind of acts like a DB and then he he never gets flagged. Like, and I'm not even just talking about this game overall. A wide receiver can basically do whatever the fuck he wants, and he never, they never throw a flag on offensive pass interference. It's kind of crazy. I mean, the officials yeah. today were atrocious. And I'm not trying to act like just the night, just overall. I mean, they didn't blow the whistle on an incomplete pass on a tip ball. And when you don't blow the whistle, you end up getting this crazy collision where offensive linemen are jumping on people. Like, people are going to get hurt. Blow the whistle. Yeah, that one was bad. I thought the rest of it was exactly how it always looks. That one was really, that was one of the the worst non play blown deads I've ever seen. Well, it's unacceptable, but, but it is acceptable because they never nothing ever. Yeah, happens. I mean they're humans, and that that one I think is a result of Twitter beating them over the head to never blow plays dead, and so the NFL beats them over the head to never blow plays dead, and that's what you get. Like there's an explanation for it, which is people get so angry about blowing plays dead, which I understand. That you also get that well, guys are terrified. Why well, get it on fumbles, head. but on a pass when it hits a guy's hand? You're what like, happens yeah, all just... the time now? They, well, yeah, that one. That one was bad. Again, that one you're right. Bad. It does happen a lot. They now. don't blow plays dead ever anymore. No. Ever. Yeah, you're right. Um, but you know, I, I, I do think some of the stuff that happened, I would, be, I would be really interested to ask. Could we remember this from? There were some plays with Kaepernick early where it was like there was a holding, but part of the holding was. The amount of time you had to block, you didn't quite know where the quarterback was. The quarterback dropped too far back out of the back end of the pocket. And so with the defender way upfield, all of a sudden now he's in a sack situation when the quarterback should have stepped up. I would be interested to know from the offensive from the offensive standpoint, is Trey Lance difficult to block for at this juncture in his career? Because there are times where I think he should be gone, where the ball should be gone. And I, one thing I loved about him when we watched him in college is he clearly tries to hang around and make plays downfield. But I, I to me, that's that's a that's a level for another day. Like right now, and I said this last week as we led up to the game, to me, it'd be like first option there, second option there, gone, go. And I I, I feel that way again today. Like first option there, second option there, go. You want to dive into Trey Lance? Because that's that's what I want to talk about. All right, let's talk about Trey Lance, John. Before we do that, though, let's tell the people for the first time today that this show is brought to you by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka, many of you send us the photos. We appreciate that. Keep sending us photos of you enjoying the number one vodka in America. I get a lot of joy when it's Friday morning, early three-day weekend, Saturday or Sunday morning, and dudes are drinking, you know, with their girlfriends, with their buddies, and the cocktails are flowing, the mimosas, the Bloody Marys, the bottle of Tito's on the table. I love it when you send us pictures of your Tito's and your cocktails. It brings me great joy. I love our uh, leading sponsor, our presenting sponsor, mm. Tito's Handmade Vodka. Happens to be the number one vodka in America. You should drink it wherever you're out and about. Tito's Soda, Tito's, uh, obviously, Vodka Tonic. John I'm Daly. A, John Daly went with uh, several yesterday. I can't get enough. Arnold Palmer, little Tito's, boom, you got yourself a John Daly. Do it right now. Vodka Cran, Tito's Cran, easy one. Get on it, people. Do you think there's an easier thing to order at a bar than Tito's? No. Tito's Vodka, bartender. Bartender! I think it's as easy as easy as it gets, guy. I mean, I guess there was always the, uh, the Neil Everett. Bartender! Jack! Was always a good sports center. 
Uh, but I, I prefer bartender Tito. See, I, I Jack and Coke is one of the all-time greats, but soda drinking in America has dissipated at high rates, right? You can't get the sugars. Now you go Jack and Diet, but it's just, you know, I'm, I'm not a big dark guy when yeah. it comes to uh, alcohol, so I, I go with my, my vodkas. So uh, Tito Soda. Yeah, go check out the Tito's, everybody. If you haven't already, if you have, then you already know. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, the number one as well. We're our lock of the week this week. We went back and forth. People who are listening last week know this. Should we go Niners in the points? Should we go Steelers? We got the Steelers at a pick em. I, This morning you texted me the Steelers were plus one. We took them, pick them, and uh, Steelers won. Felt very, felt very, very glad that we didn't do the Niners because then we would be be double whammy here. We'd be out of money. No, actually, we wouldn't have. We had three hundred more dollars, so we would have had one more bet in us. But we would have been extra angry, and we didn't really love the bet. It was more just the value. The Steelers won. It re- even watching that game early on, it's like they were at home. They're playing Denver against Teddy Bridgewater coming off a concussion. Not to do our own horn, but that was stealing money. MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM1. You got Giants-Dodgers tomorrow. You got the NBA starting in a couple days. You have, obviously, this following week coming up. How about if you're listening to this on Monday morning, you have uh, week one NFL, or I mean, uh, Monday night football. Ravens hosting the Colts. The Colts getting seven points. Mm -hmm. You know, might be decent value. Carson Wentz got just a couple sprained ankles. No big deal. Uh, But... uh, (laughs) <laughs> so, so check it out. MyBookie.ag, promo code AM1. Tyson Fury, if you wanted to bet on that uh, last night. Did you watch that fight? It was a good fight. I, I, did you? I did. I did not. Do you, where'd you illegally stream it? I legal stream. I was with uh, Shane Vereen, who, who likes boxing, so he bought the fight. Gotcha. And it was good. It was good. The lighting I, was good. It was just the a thing good I show. Like most, the thing I like most about him is how truly out of shape he is for, uh, you know, I mean, Meanwhile, it was Wilder looked more out of shape during the fight. How did you not stream it? I don't know. I just weren't was, in the mood to fuss no. with it. All right. All right. Let's talk about Trey Lance's performance, John. Where, Where do we, we begin? Well, I, I think the overarching theme here would be my analogy for Trey Lance. Alamo, which is one of the uh, most expensive areas in the state of California, is just within a mile drive of where I'm sitting right now. To buy a house in Alamo at a cheap price point is like three, three and a half million dollars. You buy a three and a half million dollar house in Alamo, this is not like Nevada or Arizona. It's a complete gut job. It's a complete teardown. It's old. The house is 50 years old. But the price to buy the house to get up to get Trey Lance cost the Niners that. But then now that once you have them, it is a complete project. It's a complete gut job. Like he is... His project, I think we just throw that out. Like, yeah, he's going to need some work with all players, right? Any young player. Jonathan Kaminga, like, develop him. Whatever the development, wherever it starts, it's at zero. It's at complete zero. Like, he has to develop him. You basically just need to create a player. Because where he's starting, he, he couldn't be starting any farther from, like, the starting point. Right? It's crazy what I just witnessed, how far this guy has to go just to be like a okay NFL player, you know, which is, again, this stat is not nothing, right? He was the youngest quarterback to ever start an NFL game. So just that. Wait, youngest ever or youngest? He's the youngest starting quarterback in NFL history. Okay. 
21 the youngest years starting quarterback in NFL history. I thought it was fifth youngest, but I guess you're right. It'd be hard to find four younger than 21 and change. Yeah. Youngest starting quarterback in NFL history. Saw that several times. Twitter, they said it on the broadcast. I wrote it down. Well, so, I know. I believe you. I Because it had two bullets. One was like the youngest 49er starter. There was a fifth something. I don't know what that was, but. So he had, to me, like his physicality, like his body type. Okay, he looks the part, right? He definitely has that. Just looks the part. But accuracy, major question marks. Time clock in his head doesn't exist. Doesn't. His loopy release, we've already mentioned that. That that's not even something you can work on this season. Like that that is an off-season project. Has it you, you know, I'm I got to go back and it's hard there's not you can't take a lot of footage during camp, but it I don't remember it quite looking like that in practice. Now again, it's games are different, but I remember us walking away going, "Yeah, that's a thing. Like it's just going to take a while for the ball to get out." But the thing I think that's been, you know, the thing that I didn't expect with that release, John, I thought it would just be a timing issue, but balls are getting knocked down constantly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's the loopy release. I don't know. I think guys are just putting their arms up. Uh, I mean, J.J. Watt has made a career out of that. He has just looked overwhelmed in the games. Just absolutely overwhelmed. That's just to me, like, like Kyler today, right? Did not have, for his standards, by far the worst game he's had, right? At one point in time, like they they were averaging 400-plus yards on offense and heading in the fourth quarter was like 200 yards and Sanchez and whoever he's calling the game with, like they're doing a good job. You can just tell, like Kyler's a little off, but whatever. He just kind of looks normal. Trey Lance looks like a guy that every defensive coordinator, every team in the league would send the limo to pick him up to play, play that right now. Again, he's 21 years old. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He has major flaws right now in terms of accuracy, in terms of... The one thing we saw in practice was touch. Touch was not something that he always had a great feel for as the training camp went on and in those preseason games. You know, it just it just looked overwhelmed. My my biggest issue, my biggest issue was that when he identified who to throw the ball to, he 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 wasn't always accurate. And you know, I think one of the things that we looked forward to with Trey Lance was if you could get the offense in the rhythm, you'd be able to take shots downfield. There were not really any did they take any shots downfield? Uh, they threw one down the sideline that he overthrew, or the one like that threw it. The out one that used check out of bounds. No, he threw it. I think it was to Debo. They they definitely threw a go route. Okay. Well, there wasn't a lot of it, right? And no. I think there's clearly and understandably a trust issue with him throwing the ball down the field. The ball he threw on the first possession of the game that was intercepted when there was 12 yards to run. That was a high throw, but to me, you're going to get that guy on the move. Like players, quarterbacks miss high in that situation, right? Running, running towards the line of scrimmage, deciding to throw on the run. That's going to happen. But when he's in the pocket and uh, has an opportunity to make a play, we see him missing the same way at times that Garoppolo does. And we're, and you're not getting the benefit of the downfield throw to offset it. Like they, they are not able to throw the ball down the field for whatever reason, even with Trey Lance in his arm. And I think he's struggling when to run and when to. And I, I thought he did a good. He did. He did a lot of good things with his legs, and he did make some nice throws. And Sanu had a big drop on a third down. Big drop, yeah. But but Ayuk had an incredible catch. And when I say overwhelmed as a runner, people had he's a big fine. catch too. When I say overwhelmed as a runner, he's comfortable running around and the play calls. It's as a passer. I would imagine if you had the all twenty two tape, or we're sitting there right now with Kyle and McDaniel's like. Did you guys make any deep uh, passing game calls? Like send guys on deeper breaking routes? They said yes. 
he is not pulling the trigger. And yeah, I think they did too. I think they is did he not too confident because he was to back there a lot with nobody in the vicinity. So I know everyone had to be downfield. And if you don't know where the ball is going, you're probably hesitant to let it throw, you know, 30, 40 yards. Because that was something going back to training camp when everyone, including ourselves, when we went to these practices and everyone was giving him a reach around, he was completing those balls. He was pushing the ball down the field. Not even on that one crazy highlight play that like kind of started the hype train, but just you went to a practice, he would push the ball down the field. 30, you know, 20 to 30 yards. You're watching today, it's all, if it's not a quick out or a dump off play, they're not, he's not pulling the trigger. And it doesn't feel like he's confident. Again, super young player, has not played at all. It just felt like when it came to the passing game, and it's a passing fucking league. So you can run around and run the Cam Newton offense, which they were running, which is fine to try to win today. And clearly that's what they implemented because it felt like a Cam Newton type offense. That's what it felt with a little like some of the Lamar play calls. But part of calling the Lamar play calls between the tackles is he jukes guys and he makes a five-yard run, nine. Trey, clearly, he had the one play on like a ball outside the tackles where he was running, and he's like, can I put a little Allen Iverson crossover? And the guy was like, you're not crossing. He just tackled him, <laughs> right? He's just, he's not he's not going to make anyone miss. Now, can he run through a guy? Well, I mean, he couldn't at the goal line. Now, granted, that's a big-time NFL collision, but so he's like Cam Newton, but he's not quite as powerful as Cam Newton. They're running some of these plays for, like, Lamar, but he's not as elusive as Lamar. Solid runner. Like, he does bring added benefit as a runner. It's a positive thing that he brings to the table. But... He's not dynamic enough to like overwhelm the uh, the poor passing ability, right? Yeah, I don't. And I like to be clear. I don't think he needs to be hitting deep throws right now. If they can just do the basic stuff in the pass game consistently, then the run game becomes so much more valuable. And and again, the run game was really valuable. They had a shot to win the game in large part because of his ability to run the football. Many times he broke the pocket and made something out of nothing. And well, I mean, they, they had a chance to win the game because the game flipped on. I, I know it's a rule, but a pretty questionable call on Chandler Jones, like lowering his head into McGlinchey. So they got a big play and then he got an extra 15 yards. Then they scored. And then like the next series, they fumbled and they got the ball back. Yeah, like it, it but, was, I, but to me, it was 10 no. nothing, and it did not feel 10 nothing, you know? And then they scored, and it was like, it was a close. Yeah, they, but to me, it was a 10-7 game. Like, just cr- shit happens, penalties happen, fumbles happen, whatever. They just, they had a chance to win the football game. And the reason they had a chance to win the football game was not because they were consistently throwing the football. It's just because they were running the ball effectively, and then they would, they would stall out. I mean, one of five on fourth downs. But think about this, like, on, okay, they get that fumble, right? They didn't get the safety call, which I, you know... I, it's questionable holding call, me. but yeah, okay. So they so it's ten seven. That the dude fumbles, they get the ball back. Post fumble, they go incomplete. Then they go quarterback run. He gets six yards. Then they run a slant to Ayuk, and this to me is first, first down batted ball, not just incomplete. Okay, batted, batted ball. ball, quarterback run. Which he, some of those quarterback runs up the middle were very productive for. Sorry, him. which play are you on? Are you on the second down play? I'm on the second down play. Okay. The third down play is when it kind of looked like. Kaepernick or something. Yeah. It's like Ayuk's five yards away, maybe more than five, like 10. And he throws, you know, a, a Raldis Chapman fastball that is behind him. And Ayuk is not the biggest guy and he's fully extended and it's over the f- his fingertips. Just a horrendous pass. And that, to me, when they called run plays, and this is if you're going to defend Kyle Shanahan, he looked calm and at ease as a player. 
whether it worked or not, it always felt like he was under control. Plays like that, game on the line, fourth quarter, you just got the ball back over a huge turnover. It's only 10 to 7, even though it feels like 30 to 7. Brandon Ayuk, NFL, small margin, you know, Steve Young and all these guys always say that the windows are really small. You got to, even when a guy's covered, he's still open. That's open in the NFL. And he throws a pass that looks like any player that we see in preseason. We go, oh, that guy sucks, right? That is just, didn't even give his guy a chance. And in the passing game, back to what I was talking about being overwhelmed, I, I he's just, I don't know if he's rushing, if the loopy release is playing in, if he's too just hyped up, but that is just, didn't even give his guy a chance. It was just a hideous throw. Now, Jimmy does that too, so it's not like yeah, I, the starting quarterback doesn't do that, but it's, that's a bad throw. It's a bad throw. I don't think he was too hyped up. Because he looked, he did a lot of things that I thought, you know. Again, I'm talking but, about when he went in the, in the passing game, though. No, he no, I, like, I know. Why wasn't he, he ever comfortable in the? I passing just think game. he's in. I think he's more inaccurate than I thought he was going to be, to start with. I think it's that, John. Like I, like that's a little. If I told you it was just hyped up, you go, okay, just get him a few games. That'll settle down. Well, he doesn't have much touch. Do you notice that? There's not much touch. But that's the part that blows my mind. He, I watched him in college. He had the touch in college. Like Colin didn't have the touch in college. This guy had the touch in college. But, I mean, was he playing me, you, and seven other yeah, guys? Yeah, but he still had the touch. Like, it's just, can you do it? Not who is it against. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe he's sped up. It's an NFL game. Things are going a million miles an hour. He's 21. You Chandler Jones and J.J. Uh, on the road against Chaser. the Arizona Cardinals against guys he watched on TV. Yeah. J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Like, it is re- like when we talk about Cam Newton, like Cam had pounded his way to a national championship at Auburn before he entered the NFL and ran his offense. This guy's played a one. I don't want to keep doing the thing where we talk about how he's played one football game in two years, but he has. So there's definitely stuff missing, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't think they helped him a lot today. I, I if, if you said this team is in year two of a rebuild and this is their quarterback, I think we'd be having a completely different conversation right now, right? Like what the Niners situation is doesn't change Trey Lance's timeline. Like he doesn't develop any faster because they proclaimed themselves a Super Bowl contender when the season began, right? If the Niners were supposed to be a four-win team or a 14-win team, it doesn't change how fast Trey Lance develops. Like, he's going to – these things – that when we talk about it's a project, like, it's not a science project that takes two weeks, right? It's – it takes time. It takes years. Like, when people talk – we'll talk about Mac Jones. Like, Mac Jones doesn't get the ball down the field. I agree. I wouldn't have taken Mac Jones in the top five because I don't think ultimately his ceiling is there. But I also, if he's winning football games, I could give two shits if Mac Jones is four yards per attempt. He's a rookie quarterback. Just do the basic things well. And right now it's just, it's this really pressurized mix of like, you're playing in these must like these games that feel like you gotta win them. Yeah. It's a pressure pack. Game. And you've it's- never been here before. Like the Jets game, and you're not, morning, and, and your offense is not doing everything it could be doing to help you. W- would you agree that, like Zach, the two guys drafted above him today, their game? I mean, I, I swear to God, I swear on everything. I didn't watch one snap of the six thirty a.m. game. I didn't turn on my television. I barely even checked. I'll be I honest, I didn't pretend. get out of bed in time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, it, me either. But I didn't even. I was out of bed by probably like seven forty-five this morning. I refused. I, I made a point. Like, I am not – I refuse. Now, I checked the score and saw that, like, he had thrown a pick or whatever. But in fairness to Zach, the game meant nothing. It was completely irrelevant. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, they've lost 20 straight games. Longest losing streak since 1977 or something. Since, like, some I, I, athletic 
Instagrammed it out or whatever. But like Trevor, it doesn't matter. The games do not matter. The other problem for the Niners, unlike those two teams, is they don't have their first round pick, right? I mean, they invested a lot to get this guy and whether he was going to play or not, you know, I don't even think they knew. He clearly, and this is why maybe goes back to Jimmy laughing is, and they knew this even in practice. And it also shows you like practice. The one thing in the NFL, nothing, absolutely nothing duplicates what you see on a, on a real Sunday, not in a preseason, not a live fucking joint practice scrimmage. Week one, week two, week three, you could be playing shitty teams, let alone the Cardinals with J.J. Watt, who still looks sweet, and Chandler Jones coming at you. There is no chance he ever saw anything like that against McNeese State or Weber State. But no one expected him to. But, like, when we're at practice, I've been doing this long enough to know, this guy looks pretty sweet. But I always say this, you never truly know till what happens when he gets hit, what happens when they start rolling coverages, what happens on third and seven. And clearly, he's he doesn't have that right now, right? Right now, he cannot, like third and seven, you have zero trust in him to complete a ball, right? Zero. I mean, it's 0% trust. When he does it, you are shocked. I'd rather him pull the ball down and run. Well, I'm just talking about the passing. Like, no, he no, has to pass, and he can't scramble around, because he did scramble for a couple first downs. That is really the greatest strength of a young rookie quarterback when they can run around. Yeah. But he's also, but but again... He's not, he's in this weird spot as a runner, which you mentioned earlier today, and he deserves a ton. Of, he is not looking, he wants to pass. That's a good quality to have. It's very Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson-esque. He is not like, because I think he already realizes he's not Lamar running around, and he's not like Cam was like, okay, Cam Newton would have fucking given him two concussions at the line of scrimmage to Isaiah Simmons. And in fairness, pretty impressive to take on Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, he brought the heat. They both brought the heat, and Trey brought the heat. But I'm just saying, like, he ain't 6'5", 240, right? He's big, but he's not overwhelmingly big. He's yeah. in this weird spot. He's to me Deshaun Watson without the ability to pass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that, YouTube, that is a good quality to have. Though. I mean, it's a great you quality know? to have. Uh, this uh, go watch all the rookies' uh, first games, says Zark Muckerberg. Zark Muckerberg on YouTube. This was one of the best games, you idiots. Um, I, you know, people get really sensitive about other quarterbacks. Like, why aren't you crushing Zach Wilson? Did you see Justin Fields? Zach Wilson's team sucks and is supposed to suck. The Bears are two and three after beating the Raiders today, and it's a miracle. No, it no, felt no, like, they're, no, they're three and two. Oh, they're, they're three and two? They're three and two. Yeah. Felt like my board didn't update here. Felt like they started 0 and 7 or somehow three and two. To me, this is why I said what I said a minute ago. Trey Lance, unfortunately, and this is the situation, doesn't get to develop in the same situation that it, fortunately and unfortunately, actually, some things will be better about it. Some things will be worse. But if Trey Lance's team was supposed to be bad this year, then we'd be having, I'll say it again, a different conversation about Trey Lance. But Trey Lance's team needs to win today. They didn't. That's not all his fault. And so there's two conversations happening at one time. What are the things he's going to have to do better to become the franchise quarterback that you trade two first-round picks for? No franchise quarterback has ever been decided in his first start that he will or he won't be. No one's saying he won't be or he will be. Or, you I can mean, just grade the game actually, that by happened. The way, we've said a million times we think he's going to be really good. So now we criticize him and everyone starts fucking acting weird. Like, chill out, okay? They're two and three. And they got a problem. 
How do they fix the problem? Well, I'll tell and you. Can he fix the problem? Help them? Can he be part of the solution for them? Or is this year going to be this whole year is about getting Trey Lance ready for 2022? Well, if it comes to that, then it comes to that, and we'll be having different conversations. Okay, well, let's dive into what we were going to talk about next then, because that kind of leads me right to where we were going to talk about what they should do the rest of the season. Yeah, they should play him. The only way for Trey Lance to improve, and he clearly has a long way to go, right? He's If this is a marathon, he just got out of the blocks and he kind of tripped, but he kind of got up and he ran and he's looking, you know, you just got a long way to go. There is zero chance he can improve on any of this stuff by sitting on the bench. It makes, and I, I actually got a text today from, uh, let's just say from someone in the league. And he said, basically, Jimmy with a greater than sign. Well, yeah. Can Jimmy do more shit than Trey Lance? Of course he can. Well, he's better than Trey Lance right now today. Yeah, and do they win that game with Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe what if Jimmy's terrible and throws multiple picks? I don't know. I mean, Jimmy is not that great. So I, I can't for sure say yes. Would he probably have completed some balls that Trey couldn't have? I would give you that. You're two and three. You have invested the farm into this guy. I do not see how he improves by watching. He has so much to learn. And a lot of the learning is just to be comfortable with different throws. And clearly, it's not like, you know, they were uh, they were going to redshirt him because they were going to remake his release. Well, that ain't happening because... He was just redshirted for four weeks and came in and his release looks exactly like we didn't think it was going to look like. So his release ain't changing this season. That is an off-season project. How could you, let's just hypothetically say, Jimmy's calf is healthy after the bye. They restart Jimmy Garoppolo against the Colts and they win and they lose and they just stay afloat and Jimmy goes the rest of the season. Why would you expect Trey Lance to be look any different Week one, 2022, than what we saw today. I don't think you could, in good conscience, be like, I bet this guy's new and improved and a whole different animal. I would be expecting very much the similar stuff, where you get to work through this stuff, get more comfortable with the throws. We got The loopy release is not going away in 2021, but maybe on third and seven, he's more comfortable. Maybe Kyle gets more comfortable making these play calls. Hell, maybe they end up going seven and nine. And Miami ends up getting a pretty good pick out of it. The 14th, 15th pick, whatever. That's water in the bridge. It's already gone. But for 2022, he is so much more equipped to come down and hit the ground running. Because when you look at, like, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, how good they were that second year, obviously Mahomes just played the one game, and Lamar played half the season. I think they both won the MVPs that second year. That, that like, we can't even have a conversation of, like, pro. you couldn't even... This guy, I mean, I, I can't even assume this guy can lead a 10-play drive where he has to pass it every time. Like, let's just build some basic things with this guy, but you have to do that through playing these games. Like, he, that, that was, it's not like you just threw him out against the Jags. You did throw him out against a team that is pretty loaded on defense. Think about, like, all the guys you felt all day today. Isaiah Simmons, top 10 pick. Collins had some plays, top 15 pick. Watt, Hall of Famer, Chandler Jones, Baller, Buda Baker pick. Like, their guys making plays are big. Like, it doesn't, that's pretty fucking legit competition. You could argue it's about as good as it gets. So it's all, I wouldn't say downhill from here, but like, hey man, road start against an elite team, at least a, a team that's playing elite. 
you know, can they maintain it? We'll see. And I'm not going to try to diminish what Arizona's accomplished. It's really, really impressive. But, like, shouldn't it be easier after that? Like, Trey, you got a whole game under you. You know what to expect. We have a whole week now to kind of coach you up, figure stuff out, and then another week to get ready for the next game. I actually think that's the easiest, you know, uh, kind of landing spot ever for a quarterback, for a young guy that youngest quarterback. I get people in the chat were saying 49er history. I swore to God the guy said quarterback in NFL history. I thought history. I did think the graphic said 49er history and then fifth youngest in NFL history, but that makes I sense. I didn't write it down at the moment. So either way, young. Um, I think there's one question I could make a little flow. He's de- he definitely played less than all those guys that I'm sure like the Sam Darnolds and all that crap, right? Those guys were multiple year starters. This guy had a season taken away from him. Yeah, look, and there's no guarantee that if you start playing a bunch that it develops. Like, I know you watched UCLA this weekend for a minute. Don, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their quarterback, was famous. Like, he's been the thing. It's his fourth year starting. He was Tate Martell's backup at Bishop, Bishop Corman High School. And his freshman year, it's like, yeah, this guy hasn't played any football because he didn't didn't start till his senior year. And then his sophomore year at UCLA was like, yeah, this guy hasn't played any football. And then his junior year, it was like, this guy hasn't played any football. Now we're in his senior year, and it's like, this guy's – like, you can't use that, right? But he, the guy's for, been a full-time for, starter for four years, right? That's what I'm saying. You There's a, there's an expiration date on he hasn't played that much football. Yeah. So I think there's – it's – this in the moment, you always think this year right now, winning football games is the most important thing. In the long term, long-term development is obviously more important than in 2021 did you make the playoffs. So we make a simple flow chart. And in the middle of it, you say – or at the top of it, you say, are the Niners – a deep playoff run team. Do they look like a team that makes a deep playoff run? And then you have a line that says yes and a line that says no. And the line that says yes, if you say yes, it's like, stay with Jimmy. And if the line says no, it goes, do you go, go with Trey Lance? And this is no, and you go with Trey Lance. And who knows what could happen? Because the Seahawks are toast. They got Geno playing. I, I don't think going with Trey Lance means you give up on the playoff chase by any stretch. I thought, in fact, what we saw from their defense today was really impressive. Look at the Bears, guy. Wouldn't you say they're a good example? Like, Fields is feeling it out a little more and more. Yeah, they're not doing anything too crazy, but they start winning some games. You start getting some positive mojo, and it starts flowing. You're only 2-3. and three. Like, you're not 2-9, and 2-5, and five, right? You, you're in a moment here. And I said this at the beginning of the year. Like, this was going to be Kyle trying to th- thread a very thin needle of trying to walk this line of, Jimmy, how much better is Jimmy? Is Jimmy good enough to get you there? And if he's not, do you go with Trey? And then when you go with Trey, can you still win with him? Like, it's a thin needle to thread. But the undeniable, overarching trump card on the whole thing is you traded a bunch of – you traded two, three, whatever, first-round picks for Trey Lance. Like, he is the quarterback of your future. And the situation you have now is not a team that at this moment in time with Jimmy Garoppolo looks like it could go – you know, win the division. So it's time to go with the young guy and make sure that when you really are in the next step of your development, you didn't stunt his and that he's ready for the next step. What better way also to work on development than they often, you know, wouldn't you say historically, recent history, a lot of younger players have started after bye weeks, rookie quarterbacks, right? Like, we get them to the bye week and then start them off the bye week. Now this guy has a game, a full game, against a big-time team to work with over a 14-day stretch to the next game. Like, isn't that ideal? Like, it's always been told to me through all these coaches, like, the bye week, the bye week. He just got to start a game. So now, because what would you put the chances? Like, if Jimmy's... I'm not ruling out Jimmy starting the Colts because I think fucking Kyle's... 
this madman obsessed with the short term. If I'm John Lynch, if I'm anyone in the front office with any juice, I'm just like, Kyle, we just got to ride this out. This guy is our future. We have to, unless you think he's mentally, you know, where I do not think Trey is like mentally overwhelmed, mentally too much going on in the sense of like, he'll get too high or too low. Cause I think there are so many guys on the team that are so high level, like use check, like Fred Warner, Trent Williams. They're not a negative place and they'll try to lift him up. Right. Mentally, right. To not let him get too down on himself. Like if he's kind of slumping his shoulders on the bus and the flight home, like, bro, you're, you'll be fine. We've all been there, right? And I think that's how you have to learn through it. Again, like I said earlier with learn by doing, Cal Poly motto, I, I, I don't think any player in NFL history has really improved that much by not playing. Well, Patrick Mahomes is just an all-time outlier situation. Most guys that have had success over this decade have played really early on. At some point in, in their rookie year, several starts. And once you already get the start, now there's no point in treating them like, uh, what do they call when you bring up the bullpen and then you put them down? What are they, what's that? Dry hump? That? Yeah, do, don't they be dry, dry humping hump this guy. Let's not dry hump him, Kyle. Just fucking let him figure it out, even if it is ugly. Because today, there was a lot of ugly. And I could see as a coach, it could really limit, when you're a, not just a coach, you're the offensive coordinator. I mean, he's probably pretty uh, shell-shocked today of what some of the passing game looked like. Because you're right. It's how can a guy... We have to acknowledge that. Like, they didn't have George Kittle. But he's not coming back for a couple games. No, no, I know. But I'm just saying, if you said young quarterback, what would what like, pick one guy to be on the field with a young quarterback skill position, I'd probably pick George Kittle. Would have helped. Would have helped. Sorry, what were you going to say? Just the the batted balls is something that's kind of crazy to me. It just consistently happened today. Outside the pocket, inside the pocket. I, I think you... And I think the more it happens, the more defense, the, the more it's, you know, defenders then go, oh, I can, right? Well, they I think start picking cl- up I think it's it. clear a coaching point on the other side. Put it's your clear. hands up. Because his, his release point must be coming out low, even though. Coming out low, and you just, goes. I think you have more time to react, right? You see the. Yeah, it's true. The longer get release. rid of the ball that fast. I, loopy, like, I think the loopy release guy is kind of a head scratcher. That is a big picture problem that they're going to have to fix. That's. I'm not saying he's Tebow because he's got a stronger arm. Tebow's arm was really weak. It is. That's as long as you're going to see all day today. How many how many football highlights do you see all day? That's the longest release by far. Well, look at it next to look at it next to Fields' release. Fields. Well, he gets rid of the ball. Bigger. Carr, Jimmy, Kyler, like up here and go. Aaron, <laughs> Burrow. His is a full go. What is going on? <laughs> that. That yeah, has I, to that has to make him a little nervous upstairs. It just does. I think so, but I also think that if I think when he when the game slows down for him, his arm speeds up, right? Because then he makes the the decision to throw sooner, and you hope that that like that's the hope for this year. You're right. The plan in the off season is whatever the footwork and the arm motion issues, however much you can change that. But I think what you have to do right now is you have to speed the mind up. And then you speed the mind up and you speed the arm up. I don't mean the physical motion gets faster. I just mean the decision to do whatever you're going to do comes sooner. And so the ball gets out sooner in terms of milliseconds after the ball's been snapped, not from the decision to throw to throw. Yeah. So I, that's the only thing you can do now. Is you, And the only way that happens, the only way for a game to slow down is for you to play the game. He's got to keep playing the game. Has to. He has to keep playing the game. And again, like the Cardinals are good. They're the only unbeaten team in the NFL. 
say what you want about the McGlinchey, the Chandler Jones penalty. There were things that went against the Niners. Andy Lee drops a punt. It bounces back into his hand, and he punts it. Um, the safety that wasn't called, if you it's, think it should have been called. Uh, it's the Australian now, not Andy. It was, no, no, no. On the, the Cardinals, the first punt. Oh, he dropped oh, the ball. Oh, it bounces yeah, yeah. right back in his hands. He kicks oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Kyler, there was a play. Ky- I, I don't think he – Trey Lance doesn't have to be perfect for this team to win games. Like, they're good. They're not They're not a joke in terms of a roster. Like, no. they can compete. I'm, I'm not saying he's got to be perfect. They just got to be incrementally better in, in a few areas, and I think it'll make him better too. I think if they're not on first and 23 times or whatever it was today, it makes him better. If you catch the ball for him, it makes him better. If you very, very different. you get Kittle back, it makes him better. It just, there, there's some things that are going to make him better. And he sees the game more. It's going to spe- slow down for him. It's they did. Him ab- they did abandon the run game r- beside him. A lot of times during drives. Now, granted, it might just be at first and 20. It's hard to give it to Elijah Mitchell. But I, I do think those guys, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon, combined for ten carries. Uh, uh yeah. I mean, Trey had in, the in one. A, in, that's why when you're like, get Trey the ball, it's Trey Sermon the ball. It's like, well, Elijah's fresh; he's only had nine. Well, that's fine. But I yeah. just get those two. I, those two guys should have at least eighteen couple, carries combined. Yeah, it was Elijah 10 Mitchell nothing. did have it, two receptions as well. It, it wasn't you know twenty to nothing because I do yeah. understand the score. I and that's what I'm saying. I think sometimes the score. You lose track of the score because you're so locked into what you're seeing, and it feels like, oh, fuck, we need to throw the ball. That's why I felt like, and maybe they just felt his running, just call the play and just take off. For the most part, he just, he didn't, he ran into the one sack, but I thought like his pocket awareness was relatively good. He didn't feel yeah. lost there. He, I, I'm, he's got a lot to work with. You know, he's not. I, th- yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. I, I think he, I think up here, like, I don't think he's frantic in the brain. I, I I think it's just what to do. Like, is somebody open? Where do I go with the ball? But I, I don't see a guy that is, um, like, can't handle the moment, right? I, I, I is it, Are you saying that? Like, I, like to me, when I no, watch no, no. him on the field, I think he's he's okay with being on an NFL field. I just, I just think feel his, just sk- not- his yeah, skill set right now is he's not accurate loopy release balls batted down like he's just got a shit that you would need to completely overhaul yeah i don't well, i guess what i'm saying the simple way to say it is i don't see a mentality that can't work like i see a mentality that can work like the the play where he actually was down but he keeps trying to drag the defender with on one leg his helmet pops off they blow the play dead because his helmet's off his knees down and he's still pulling on the def- like i don't like he i think he thinks he belongs he just he needs to be on the field and we said this when we watched him in the preseason we watched him in camp. We liked him. We watched him in the preseason. Our take was he's got to be on the field. You could this goes back to what we said last week. The argument. The more I watch him, the more you can make the argument he should have started week one. Well, the the element of a quarterback that I think goes undiscussed the most, and is an area that is consistently a separating factor of good players and guys that can't cut it. Or do you have? Would Joey Bosa ever said like, yeah, I think he'd flinch. And cut like no, like I watch Trey Lance. I don't see uh, any hesitancy. I don't see any, you know, zero. I, I never get the vibe like this guy's kind of a pussy in the pocket. Like th- no executive or scout is going to watch that tape and think he's scared. That is a good thing. So you're when you are tough, there is a shitload to work with there. But ultimately, the NFL is about like it's third and nine. 
deep out, can you hit the ball, right? Like, that's ultimately what it becomes. Like he has, clearly get, you get more comfortable in the pocket. You just have more experience, bodies flying around. He's not scared. It never looks like he's flinching like a guy's coming at him. It just feels like understanding where everything's going. And then can you just execute the throw? Like my issue with him ultimately is like, I don't feel he can just execute. Like once the ball's leaving his hands, I don't feel it's going to get there. But like JJ Watt running at him, I don't go, God, he looks terrifying. Like, no, no. that's all oh, that's fine. Like that's no. to me, that's a huge positive for him. The problem is for them to win games, you do need to complete passes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, where is this comment here? Aunt G says he has three to four. In, he he had three to four inaccurate throws. Y'all are acting like he's a high school quarterback or something. Does Jimmy not have three to five inaccurate throws every game? Yes, Jimmy does. And we talk about it all the time. He misses high. He makes mistakes. He creates turnovers. But compare, no, comparing a guy you just traded three first round picks to for Jimmy Garoppolo is laughable. Well, but, but John, I mean, it's you take the Sanu drop. Let's give him that one. 16 to 29 is 55%. It was just when it, came time to make repeated throws. Like, I think the, I don't know how you could say with any confidence right now that if you had the ball on your eight yard line and you had to throw the ball against the clock to get all the way down the field, that you'd feel confident in that people get so like there's life. No, it's just, it's just YouTube comments guy. I think most people No, are. but I see, I, I, um, what was the quote in Ethan's book, Ethan Strauss's book, um, it was uh, what's the name of the of Steve Kerr's buddy who was with him at Arizona, who's the assistant coach, Bruce Frazier, great gray hair, Bruce Frazier. He had a quote in that book that said, you know, basketball is played in the gray area, and I adopted that quote for life. Like life happens in the gray area, where it's not exactly defined what you're supposed to do on this play. You just it's in the gray area, and quarterback development happens in the gray area too. It's not all bad. It's not all good. It's do you see promise? And what needs to be improved? I like Trey Lance, but but they need to help him more than they helped him today. And he clearly has to get better at, at some stuff. And he's got to play to do it. That's the point of this conversation. He has to play to do it. Think about this. We started a podcast from scratch. We left radio and started it from scratch. And five years later, we've over the years, keep figuring out. And we try to just keep figuring shit out. And no different than a quarterback once you start something, now granted, like we had already done a radio show. We already had the basic of how to put a show together, how to entertain people, what the main shit younger people like to talk about, what people that listen to us like that they didn't like on mainstream TV that you and I refused to watch as well. So we knew what to relate to. But over time, you improve, you find out specifically what to talk about, you find out the niches that you're really good about, and you do that with experience. Through experience, you improve. Now, do you have the baseline of talent to start? You know, I that like there is there's a fundamental flaw right now, in my opinion, that Trey has that's pretty alarming. It's the release. That to me is by far my number one red flag on him. Other than that, character, maturity, toughness, like he's checking a lot of boxes for me. The way his teammates respond to him, like the loopy release, though, like. It'd be like if you if we were a podcast, you and me host a podcast, and one of us struggled to speak. It'd be like, well, is he, is his, did he lose his voice last week, or is that always how he sounds? You know, that's going to be something that, like, historically, they always said accuracy was something. Remember Warren Moon, who used to came on with us, and he says it's very, very difficult to improve. 
And then in recent memory, all these guys have dramatically improved their accuracy. And part of that probably is a huge reason the NFL is a lot different than it was like in 88, 92. Like not as physical. Guys are a little more wide open. It's just a more passer-friendly game. But you there's still a pitch-and-catch element to the sport at quarterback that you have to do at a really high level. And hell, Zach, Trey... Fields, like all these guys are going to have to prove it over the years, right? We got a long way to go. A lot uh, of ifs, which is fine. I mean, he's a Dave. 21-year-old guy. But they've bought the – this is the Alamo. They paid for the $3.5 million home. The problem is you just have to have another $1.5 to invest in to redo the house. Which they, they don't have a choice but to spend it. Well, luckily, they do have the capital because they do have, in theory, Kyle Shanahan, who is known as a guy that – a great offensive mind. What do great offensive minds do? They can mold. Yeah, let's talk about that part of it then. Let's talk about that part of Kyle Shanahan. Uh, before we do that, before we get to Kyle Shanahan, because there's a lot of comments about Kyle Shanahan, we've been talking about him for a while in terms of the offense. Let's tell everybody, John, about wineaccess.com slash ham. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Well, right now you get 50 bucks off your first order of $150 or more at wineaccess.com slash am. Here's what happens. You go to wineaccess.com slash am. I did it this week, but I didn't even get the deal because I had already used it. My buddy, Aaron Warshawski, college roommate, just had a baby. Congratulations. Sent him a bunch of bottles of wine. No big deal. I'm a good friend. But wineaccess.com slash ham, if you've never used our promo, you spend up to $150 or more. You will get $50 off. And it's incredible. Like you just go, you type in, let's say you want Pinots or Cabs, and then you can find the region. And then it will have wines, all different prices. You'll find like $15, $20 bottles of wine. You'll find $100 bottles of wine. And you can just search good wines. You know, They're all good wines because the only wines that make it on the list, right? One in 18. So to get the cut, to make it to wine access, it's like make it to the NFL. Like, you can be a really good college player, but you still got to make it through training camp. Then you got to make the final 53, and then you got to be active on game day. It's very, very difficult. That's what it's like to be a wine on wine access. You've basically made to like October in the NFL and you're playing. Uh, I, I've been, I mentioned this one a month or two ago, the last box we got, maybe a month ago. The Two Angels, Petite Syrah, Red Hills, Lake County. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> it gives a, all of Napa a run for its money, John. I think I just looked at it. It's like uh, 20. Seven bucks? What is it? No, $25. But that's just one. There's a million. You can go to the website. It's easy. If you're watching YouTube, there's a bunch of different ways I'm showing that you can uh, search. 50 bucks off your first order of $150 or more. By the way, here's a little hack, little life hack. Shipping's included when you buy six or more bottles. Shipping's included when you buy six or more bottles. So I highly recommend that. And you get 50 bucks off 150. So it's... It's fantastic, um, and you can you can shop you can shop by variety, by type, by country, by region, by food pairings. Every bottle comes with a little thing that tells you exactly what it goes great with, and it actually on the website tells you like here's the here's the the qualities of it, here's what it's good with, and that particular Two Angels Petit Syrah is really good with red meat and cheese, which is basically my diet. So uh, WineAccess.com/slash/ham. I would say start there because it's there's a lot. So I would say go get the six bottles, spend one fifty, get fifty dollars off. Uh, just my Haberman Somalier, Somalier Haberman, Somalier hey behaved, some some hey be hey be Somalier, uh, the two angels petite Syrah. 
That, my, that would be one yeah. recommendation. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Podcast also brought to you by It's Back. It's Back. Decked. Decked.com. You know, take notice, potential advertisers. They always come back. This is now, John, this is a product. Decked.com slash ham. Get free shipping. The decked drawer system for your truck. You love your truck. You love your truck. Protect the stuff that you put in the back of your truck because you use your truck with deck.com slash ham. Yep. The dex drawer system keeps your gear secure. If your tailgate is locked, you can't open the drawers and you can't remove the system. The drawers is 100% American made. And remember, we talked to the people that run the company. 100% money back warranty up to three years, but they've never turned anyone down. Like, in the, so if you've ever had an issue, they fix it. Uh, We've talked when they they also mentioned that, you know, for tailgates, obviously, if you want to put a four wheeler up to 2000 pound ability carry load on top. But if you want to put some brewskis, maybe a little Tito's in one of the tailgates to go hang out with some buddies, boom, some ice, bring out the brewskis. The deck drawer system is weatherproof, protects and secures all your stuff from Mother Nature. Who can be a real mother? Uh, Like John said. It is a lifetime, no hassle warranty, second to none customer service. We can vouch because we talk to them. Uh, they keep the gear secure. If your tailgate's locked, like John said, you can't open the drawers. So protect your stuff like so many people who listen have. Oh, I, the video ended and now it's suggesting a Kyle Shanahan YouTube. Uh, so protect your stuff. Go to deck.com to check out the deck drawer system slash ham, deck.com slash ham. Get free shipping. That's deck.com slash ham for the decked drawer system, deck.com slash ham. Your truck bed's about to get a whole lot better, baby. Do it. All right, Kyle Shanahan. Has he lost his magic, John? Um, the conversations that we have with Niner people through text, not Niner people, the conversations we have about the Niners, you and I have, were on some group chats where we get these in the text messages. We see them in the comments. We see them in the replies to, to, our, to, to some of our social stuff. We see them on YouTube. Kyle Shanahan. Has he, has he dramatically changed? He's been an offensive guru for so many years that something suddenly changed. What's going on with this offense right now? I, I just think you saw this yesterday with Lincoln Riley. You can be a really good coach and do dumb things. He is stuck with Spencer Rattler because, I don't know, because that was his incumbent starter when it was clear Spencer Rattler wasn't a very good quarterback. They bring in the five-star guy that the fans were chanting for. I often think that the media loves doing this. And this is where I have nothing in common with the profession. Love shitting on the fans like they're the village idiots. They chanted for Caleb, I don't know, because they had seen Kyler Murray, they had seen Baker Mayfield, and they'd seen Jalen Hurts. They're an educated group. They know what a good quarterback is. What about when the fans chanted for David Carr? But yeah, that happens when you suck really bad. Well, okay. And Alex Smith was not very good at the time. Like, obviously, you chant for the backup when the starter sucks. But in that situation, they just wanted something different. It's the fans sometimes go, that was a terrible play call. And I think naturally coaches go, oh, what did that guy fucking guy know? And the media's like, the coaches know it all. Well, it was a terrible play call. He had several terrible play calls today. He's been pretty bad this year calling offensive plays. Now, is Tom Brady, is, you know, Patrick Mahomes' quarterback, it would be much easier to call plays with those guys? Of course. Could he have had both of them? Yes. But that's a whole other conversation. He's not coaching very well this year. That doesn't mean he's not a really good offensive coach. That doesn't mean that if he was fired tomorrow, teams would line up to hire him. That doesn't mean he's an idiot now. It doesn't mean he's about to get fired. No, he's not. But you can go through a rough stretch. 
we've all gone through rough stretches in our lives. After you can go from doing well to doing poorly to doing well, it doesn't. You don't become an idiot overnight. When Andy Reid, my last year in Philly, went four and twelve, didn't mean he was an idiot, or just some things went wrong. Like some things are getting kind of weird, and his coaching. I'm a big believer in like there's an instinct with an offensive coordinator. I think with defense, you obviously have educated guesses because you're it's a reactionary position. You know, based on down and distances, their history of play calls, like what they like to do on second and short to what they like to do on third and long. It's it's a lot of educated guesses, and I think it's very predicated on having some good Jimmys and the Joes. Like a lot, there haven't been many like uh, great like how did Belichick become a legend? Uh, LT and Parcells. Uh, how did uh, Buddy Ryan and the '85 Bears defense? I don't know. They had like four Hall of Famers. What about Bill Jackson? Yeah, it's like you, you usually he need got really Michael good Jordan to play like a champion. But you would agree that offensive coaches, a lot of them, have become famous when they can do sweet shit schematically, and it feels like their their feel for play calling on a given day, on a given season, on a given several game stretch. They have a natural feel for it. And Kyle always did. And it feels like this season, there's no rhyme or reason to any of his play calls. And it might just be as simple as his quarterbacks are playing really poorly. But I, I, I've i seen him with poor quarterbacks execute a lot of cool plays. And just just consistency of like, whoa, you move bob, bob and left, bob and right. It's like Wilder looking for Chubby Fury's, you know, rights and lefts. And right now, every single play feels like its own entity. Like I... Do you agree with that? Like every single play, it's like, we're just see what we got. I think he's really searching for a rhythm and it's, you need things to work in succession for there to be a rhythm. Well, and in I, his, in his offense specifically, cause so many things are boots and nakeds and waggles, right? Nudes. Um, yeah, Which is scary. You, but he's always know, been very run game oriented. An offense in rhythm is obvious and an offense not in rhythm is obvious. And there's some weird stuff going on because you're right. He's looked in rhythm before with Nick Mullins. Like I've seen that, I've seen him in rhythm with Nick Mullins. Didn't he? Didn't C.J. Beathard beat these guys last year? I've seen him in rhythm, not as much, but in rhythm with <laughs> with C.J. Beathard. He said drives. Uh, they, I don't, you know, we keep going back to injuries. That's a factor. Offensive line at times factor. No Mostert's definitely a factor, right? I mean Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell has some like you can kind of feel some rhythm with the way they use Elijah Mitchell. Can't like play. I. I felt it with him. Um, kid, can, kid can play. I, there's not a clear hierarchy right now in terms of the receivers after Debo. Like it's Travis Benjamin. What was Sanu, that? Sanu. It's Ayuk. Ayuk seems to like earn his way onto the field late. Ayuk always makes a play late. Like, all right, he returned three punts without whining. Let's get him the football. And the play he made late was fantastic. But I, you know, I don't know if receivers get hot. You see what Hi- you see what Hines on the Colts said today. About no. punt returns, he Naheem. said. Uh, Ever since I was in high school, every oh. time I go back to return a punt, I tell myself I'm not going to live. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to not care about your life. To yeah, I didn't. I, I tell myself I don't care about my life before. I, it's like that's what Ayuk's willing to do. That so it's not a toughness thing with Ayuk. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but they do not have the same quote unquote the same lineup all the time. Isn't that it's, on Kyle though? Like clearly yeah, Ayuk. I, here's the thing that's not arguable: is Ayuk's talent is immense. I don't know right? what the deal is with him, but I'm just if we're going to talk about the play calling first. They are not in a – It's they don't have the same guys out there all the time, which hurts the rhythm. Jimmy, I think, hurts the rhythm. And clearly with Trey, I think it's going to take Kyle some time to, to, to get in a rhythm with Trey Lance. Like that's the other part of let's see him play Trey Lance. 
so that Kyle can get in a rhythm with it, right? Trey's got to learn the offense. Part of the job, we always say this about coaches who aren't, he doesn't shove a square peg into a round hole. What that means is you're learning the player. That's what that means. How do I help this guy? It's not all conceptual. It's not all what you can draw up on the jet on the way back from the pro day. It's also about let's put them on the field, let's see what happens, and let's take some stuff out, let's put some stuff in. And I think that's part of it too with him. He's got to learn. He's got to learn. Like if Trey Lance is going to get better, guess who's going to get better calling plays for Trey Lance? Kyle Shanahan, in theory. But but here'd be some questions. They've now had Ayuk for eighteen months on their team. He clearly can haul ass, and he can make plays with the ball in his hands. Why not give him an end around? Why not give him a quick screen? Why why don't they? Why do they like? Well, how me, about the touchdown? The, oh, you're talking about Ayuk. <clears throat> sorry. Unless it comes out which I have not heard this, but this is the only thing I can guess. Is like, is Ayuk just being an asshole in the building? Like, is is he driving Kyle nuts with showing up late or something? Because if that is not the case, it's un, it's inexcusable what's going on with him right now. Because now we've seen back-to-back or like three weeks, he's made critical plays, and then today he makes a big play kind of out of nothing. He is one of your on your team that is struggling, and the margins are tiny against these really good teams. You're desperate for a win. How are you not utilizing one of your more talented players? Yeah, is he dropping the ball in practice a ton? That'd Who be the gives other a thing. fuck at this point in time, though? Well, I'm just saying that would make that that would be an explanation that I go, oh, okay, I I understand that. Like I could comprehend that explanation. I kind of could, but then in the game, you might disagree with it, ball. but I would understand it. I to me that one you wouldn't would be like a tough it, one but like game. in the history of time, guys who don't make plays don't get on the field in practice, right? Like yeah, but not, not a guy normal. that's kind of proven himself as he did last year. I It'd agree. be a I pretty. Just, but to me, that if I told race. you that's what happens, is like he's just been really bad in practice. You'd be like, all right, he should play because he's Brandon Ayuk. But at least that's an explanation I can understand. You'd be able to comprehend that. Well, what I would be able to comprehend more is like you know his effort in practice has been really shitty. Yes. Well, that would be an easy thing. Yeah, that's also easy to comprehend. <laughs> Because I, because they're so desperate right now, how would they? And it kind of feels like as the game goes, like you said, they realize I'll put eleven in the game. <laughs> like, yeah, and look, if it's put that from the jump, if it's that, like, well, maybe we can help him be a better practice player by getting him going in games a little bit. Now, you don't want to do that necessarily, but if that's what works, that's what works. Now, again, we don't. We're just making things up here. We don't well, know because because everyone's kind of at a loss on that one. I, I would say that's one of the bigger head scratchers to anyone that's watched this team, right? I'll tell you, yes. It's the I would say it's the number one head scratcher because we've yeah. seen Ayuk be sweet. And then you watch the offense not be dynamic and you go, God, if only you had a dynamic guy like Brandon Ayuk. I'll tell you, I know people are getting mad about running the quarterback on fourth down, like behind the center. They're like, oh, God, whoa, that play didn't work. I fully expected that to be the play on fourth and one at the end of the game when they did the use check sneak. And I was I was in advance okay with the play. Because at least it's logical. At least it's logical on fourth and one to run the quarterback wherever, but behind the center, behind the guard, or wherever you're going to run them, it's perfectly logical when you think about the explanation for why you run the quarterback. What's the explanation for why you run the quarterback? You have like an, you have a, a one call, more guy. A, a, you're saying a, a called quarterback run. Yeah, it's a math problem. Yeah. Right. That's the when people say like, well, what does the quarterback run game do for you? It's a math problem, right? You have you have one more guy to block as opposed well, because to usually that guy hands it off. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. There's only ten guys involved in that play. When the quarterback runs, there's eleven guys involved in that play. So to me, that fourth and one made complete sense 
from a math standpoint, if they just run, if they had run Trey right up Alex Mack's ass and they got stuffed, I'd go, it's fourth and one at midfield, game on the line. Our strong guys got to be able to push their strong guys. And we got a big ass quarterback here. Maybe he can leap and put his football over the goal, over the, uh, the first down line, right? Then Juszczyk gets underneath there. A play that they clearly knew was coming because they everybody crowded around the nose tackle. And it's not a math problem anymore because you got Trey and the running back back there not doing anything. I hated that play. Easy to hate the play after the fact. I'll just tell you my take before the play was run Trey up the middle. If you get stuffed, you get stuffed. But fourth and one in the NFL, sometimes you outsmart them. Sometimes you just got to go earn it. And that was a moment to go earn it. Well, this is back to what I'm saying about Kyle. He clearly has proven over the years he knows what he's doing as an offensive play caller in the National Football League. And part of doing that, I got Andy Reid on my back uh, on the TV going right now. If you go into any of these offensive coaches, the one thing cool about working in a, in a football office, if you win, well, you lost, it sucks. But if you win, by like Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, before, I guess, by Wednesday the players are there. But like by Tuesday afternoon, they have watched all the film on the opponent. And in the, in, on the whiteboards are fucking plays all over the place. I mean, ideas are flying, different looks. It's where the genius is created. And then the players come, and then you hone it in. But I would imagine a large percentage of sweet plays over the years have at least started in the minds of these offensive guys on Monday or Tuesday in the film room, then with a pen on a whiteboard. And then at practice, they kind of finagle it to kind of figure it out exactly. And I would imagine, and who knows, that, that I'm not saying that it always happens that week. It might have happened last year, and they never utilized it, right? It could have happened in training camp. It could have been a McDaniel offseason idea when he's fucking having cocktails, you know, on his vacation. Who I don't know exactly. It didn't have to get, you know, input into the offense this week. I'd be shocked, though, if that, if that play wasn't an offensive coaches meeting and they're bullshitting creatively, and they developed that. And a lot of times that happens. And it works sometimes. And this goes back to Kyle having an off year. It feels like since Kyle's been here, even on his bad teams, they were always doing creative things that worked. And then on the good teams, it really worked. Those type plays, that shit when Kyle's on works. I'm not saying that exact play, but you know what I mean. That concept of doing, it was clearly unique. I I don't know if I've ever quite seen that. The fullback come in motion, but he's going extra fast, goes right under the center. Like... That in the meeting, in the on the whiteboard, inside the office, was probably like, this is going to be sweet. The problem is, you got to go, it wasn't just six inches. It was probably more like a yard and a half. And clearly both linebackers realized, uh, well, he's not going to pitch it to Trey Lance. Or maybe, he, I guess he could have. Maybe that's the next iteration off that play. Like, check operates as a quarterback, pitches to Trey Lance, then maybe you get a throw off it. I'm just, if you're listening, Kyle, implement that. But the two linebackers and everyone at the line of scrimmage assumed that Kyle was just going to operate it like Tom Brady, right? Quarterback sneak it. Which, and it, it, there's nothing he could do. Like, Kyle, you can't break seven tackles at the line of scrimmage. So that, that to me, speaks to Kyle Shanahan, his mojo being off. Because that play, the moment it happened, you immediately texted me like, you hated that. <laughs> I got 17 texts like, what the fuck was that? It never had a chance. But it wasn't just a never had a chance. It was like a curveball, right? It was a unique play. It wasn't just some basic fullback wham play, right? It was kind of cool in theory. Uh, but again, guy, th- these offensive guys, they think uh, it was cool, and then it uh, doesn't work, and uh, it's an embarrassment. 
I don't I just don't even quite understand what made that play cool other than you never see like what was at the end of the day what was different about the play the person was different but the play was the play like uh... yeah it was terrible again it speaks back to Kyle is off he you can be a really good coach and just be off like to me you can't there's no way you could argue like yeah he's just he's normal Kyle because that play was atrocious this to me I'm showing on YouTube I you made me think of this because I remember tweeting about this play a couple of years ago. Um, in Arkansas? It's Arkansas. This is 2019. A push pass from the punter that gets intercepted. And this was one that, like, on paper, looked great. We're going to jump shoot the ball to the guy coming in jet motion. And it was just was a disaster. And, yeah. But here's the, here's the thing, though. But they it knew did. that one was coming, John. Who did? The Cardinals defense. They knew exactly what was about to happen. Well, just like Auburn, 31 didn't bite. He was waiting for So even if it went to the player in red, he would have tackled them right there. But I bet in practice, Auburn on their scout team, in you know their special teams, no different than potentially use check. And who knows? Maybe they didn't run that play this week in practice. Maybe they ran it mid-August. It worked. So you just have it in your back pocket. And in a game when you're struggling on fourth down, you're you know one of five, and you have been stopped several times, you kind of are searching for something like they had to feel pretty confident about that when they called it clearly. If you had shown me the play hit pause and said, how do you feel about this? I would, again, I know I'm saying this after the fact, but I, as it was happening was going, no, 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 no. Because again, it is like you are giving up the one advantage that you always, that everyone says you have when you run the quarterback. I'm not saying you have to run the quarterback all the time. I'm just saying I'm fourth and a long one. That was the other thing. It was a long one. And Juszczyk, it, I actually, I thought Juszczyk had a really good game. This is not about him. Well, no, nothing he could have done. I mean, he, he, there were 17 guys right there. It would have been the greatest first down in NFL history if he would have thrown off a tackler, broke through J.J. Watt, and ran into Collins and leaped the ball over. Like, he had nowhere to go. I just think Kyle, Kyle's just off. He's just, sometimes you're just off. I've been off. I don't, have you ever just been off? You just feel off? Oh, yeah. I was off two it, weeks ago. It happens. You're just off. And you just got to, I don't even, sometimes, I don't even know what it is. Maybe just a good night's sleep. Maybe the bye well, would be good for him. Yeah, sometimes you got to get lucky. Sometimes a few plays just have to be made, and that helps everybody get things going. Sometimes you call a good play that doesn't work. Sometimes you call a bad play that does work. But some, it's, that's when, you know, it's the old, somebody's got to step up and make a play. That's not, I'm not just talking about football. I'm just saying some things got to work. Like, if they had won the game, if they had beaten the Cardinals somehow, some way in the end, some crazy stuff happens, pick six, whatever, they win the game, maybe that would be a thing that gets them going. It's like, we were not good today, and we somehow we won a game we shouldn't have won. Right? I mean, that Packer game. Well, when they had, when they had the ball and down 10-7, you had yeah. the ball at midfield, I was like, they could win this game, and they did not deserve to win it. Right? Right. <laughs> and now, then they, they also could have won the Packer game and didn't deserve to win it. So that's part of the problem, too. Like, the result isn't always the thing that tells the story of the game. No. Uh, but, but I uh, think the healthy thing is sometimes, like, if the Niners would have won this game, I think our conversations would have been pretty similar. Because I got a text today. Someone was like, I think it, if the Niners win this game, it'll just band-aid everything that needs to be said. I'm like, ah, I think people are pretty alarmed with what they're seeing. You know, yeah. if they would have pulled this game out of their ass, I think the conversation would have been like, keep the quarterback. He's got a long way to go. Kyle, you need to like, 
maybe take next week off, Kyle. Just go to fucking Cabo again. Cabo, not head. again. But just clear your head. I don't know. I, he yeah, just, I, the one area where I disagree away. on the Band-Aid is that they would have beaten a divisional opponent who was the last of the No, no, no. When I, when I say, I say Band-Aid, I think sometimes it Band-Aids a team for looking at their problems. I do not think that would have been the case, though, with the Niners, with the fan base. People would have been relieved of a win, but I think a lot of people wouldn't have been acting like they're the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs or something. Yeah, right? and, I, and I doubt it would have changed anything for them other than maybe. It, no, it, it like wouldn't it have. Been. It just would have been like, holy shit, thank God. I would not go to Cabo. Just go San Diego. They lose I, a quarterback go, every time. Just he goes go to somewhere. I, he just needs to get away because he's off, and he, he's really off. And he, you know, Bosa, Trent Williams, Kittle, in theory, one day hopefully Lance. He has to be one of their biggest assets, Kyle Shanahan. When Kyle Shanahan is not game in game out, going, he's one of the he's one of the the reasons the Niners kick ass and take names. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I think the gap between kind of off and really off is is very small. And I think, I, I don't think it takes much to get them going. I think the hard thing is going to be maintaining it because they have so many inconsistencies in their lineup right now, with their health right now, with the performance of their offensive line right now. And with whichever quarterback they have is also going to battle inconsistency. And I think that's part of this. But you saw today, like, even Arizona is a good example, and it made me realize, like, guys go down at a high rate in just games. Like, they lost, you know, Simmons, KO'd for a little while. Rodney Hudson, oh, yeah. boom, out. Like, guys, yeah. you just lose guys. I'm they, just the, saying. I, the the I, 87, who's a pretty good player, that tight end, knee-blown, probably out for the season. No right? doubt. I, my point is just, I think they're, oh, yeah, the Max Williams play. I think they're. How bad did that, by the way, tell, just, like that. And terrible. I hate to say this because you love guys that play like that, but it just goes back to the get your eight yards and live to play game. another play. I refused when they when the when the uh, crowd went, <gasps> when they clearly showed the replay and then Fox went to the other replay. I turned my head. I'm like, you know what? John Middlecoff refuses. I just went third person to do anymore. And I used to be addicted to this. Like I was just locked into the replay. I wanted to see it. I refuse. I do not need that. I, I just need one, one's enough for me. Now, when it happened and you missed it, you're like, show the replay. What happened? But um, I don't think it was that bad. It's not like his leg was snapped. But yeah, just I didn't need to see it. Just the same way I didn't need to see Devontae Adams' eyes from like eight inches away when he was lying on the field. Turned out to be fine, thankfully. Turned out to be fine, but... He's pretty good, by the way. I I think they got... Devontae, yeah, they... I feel like every Packer game involves something sweet from Rodgers, and then Rodgers just standing there with a towel waiting for some kicker to make or miss a kick. I I have a lot of... That's like hitting the flag that hits, that flies above the upright and celebrating like you made it and then finding out you missed it. That sucks. I have a lot of respect. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what you do as your career, as you age. Uh, But a lot of men that you see, if you're listening to this, if you're younger, if you're in your 20s, you don't even think about gray hairs. But as guys age, and I see this on my chin, I have a couple on the side of my head, but not many. Maybe I'd have more if I had a full head of hair. You just get gray hairs. Mason Crosby accelerated, right? I think he turns into what a guy. A lot of guys turn into like their fifties. Just happened early. He I looks like he sh- might have been a premature gray guy from looking at him. Yeah, one hundred percent. It feels like he's been gray for a while. But I respect the shit out of him. Just like I'm a gray guy, whatever. I have a full head of hair. It actually looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, mainly because he has a really good head of hair, but he doesn't color. Like Gabe Kapler, for example, is clearly dyes everything. Which I don't hate. Like, I mean, that's do you. I mean, a lot of guys do it. But I respect Mason's just ability to just go full on. 
He's 37 years old, guy. He just turned 37. Yeah, so he's, he's not he's, even that old. No, he's he's grayer than most people are at 37. I was going to assume when I typed in his name, it was going to say he's like 43. You know, he's an older kicker. Yeah. 37. Younger than he's, I would have thought. He's only basically... Two, my, only he's two years year? older than uh, not Brandon Webb. Logan but Maybe that's who I've been thinking of this whole time. Maybe that's what threw Rockland, me off The to. pride of Rockland. Uh, turns out he was in college six years ago. Yeah, I, at this point, John plans her to stay with whatever's natural. But you never know. Like if I'm hosting like a TikTok's next star, I might have to, you know. But you don't really have any gray hairs. No, I think they happen on the sides and they happen in my chest. So you're good right now. Yeah. Unless I, you know, hosting a beach party show, but I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, it's a little silver fox on the chest, not terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, the one thing, the, if there's anything that happened, like. The Seahawks mallet finger for Russ is what now was this a four to eight weeks? Like, is this going to be a four to eight weeks? Like Carson's four to eight weeks where Carson wants his back does feel like he's on the Tom Brady slash Barry Bonds. Like I saw someone's like, he's a fast healer. Like, yeah, I expect him. Why to be was a fast he in a wheelchair with the hat and sunglasses on? Yeah. I've heard that Russ at his own, um, uh, golf tournament, like Russ has a golf tournament at a private club you know, where they're where the only people in are the people that were invited, and he still rolls with like five security guards. So he invites like you get an individual invite to Russell Wilson. So it'd be like, yeah, Haberman's birthday party. You're having 20 people over. Yet closed when event. us 20 people show up, closed event, only those 20 people are allowed, yeah. you still are somewhat secluded. Rolls with security guards in the invite only golf tournament. I, I do wonder when you get that famous and that addicted to the greatness thing, you can get a little warped in your mind. Yeah, Sierra. I think that I think the relationship I, has changed things. Maybe can I can I give him credit on one thing though? Thursday night, and it, obviously there's a lot of adrenaline going. Anyone who's ever had the the stub finger basketball, you know, when someone throws you, a pass, I retired for a year after it. That hurts anyone that's ever broken a toe. That pain. The toe and the finger pain is relatable to every person. It hurts like a you-know-what. I, You can say whatever you want about Russell, being cheesy, being a weirdo with the security guards, with private parties, just being a weird dude. His toughness, you can't ever argue. He had never missed a game in his NFL career. He never – I think the weird part about that game on Thursday night was like he looks fine, yeah. but I bet he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, I, I'm so with you. Oh, I mean, an incredible competitor. <laughs> and and also, you get Which such an incredible... in our world. And they got spoiled. Like, what if what if now he misses a month and a half? Yeah, then they're done. They're done. But, but they're, they still, at two and three with the win over the Niners, the Niners are in last place right now. Yeah, right? but, uh, yeah, but I, 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 I think if Russell... If Russell misses eight weeks... Um... I'm trying to share something different. If Russell misses eight weeks, then they're done. Don't you think? Oh, <laughs> if he yeah, has okay. to miss five games, I think they'll lose all five games. Is this the NFC standings? Yeah, these are the NFC standings we got here. Cardinals five and zero. Cowboys four and one. Bucks four and one. Packers four and one. Rams four and one. Bears three and two. Panthers Saints also three and two. Your two and three teams are football team Vikings, Eagles, Seahawks, Niners, Falcons. Jeez. So, uh, I I do think there's a little yeah I, 
Russ is a thrill to watch, like what you were saying about Mahomes a while back. Love watching him. But uh, I do think the Niners catch a catch a little bit of a break there, a big break there, potentially. Now, they still got to win their games. Yeah, I think one break they don't catch. Now, Arizona might just win this division, as crazy as that sounds. Still a long way to go. They play Seattle week 18, so I'd assume he's back unless they be resting him by then. I think they also catch him the last weekend in November. So potentially they're going to see him both times. You're talking about Arizona is going to see him. I'm talking him about Arizona. Yeah. yeah. And obviously the Rams got him, you know, saw him once and lost. Or I mean, won. John, before we go on, let's tell the people RexMD.com. Should Viagra really cost $90? I don't no. think so. They don't think so. At RexMD.com, they have FDA approved generic Viagra starting at just $2 per tablet delivered discreetly to your door. RexMD.com has FDA generic Viagra starting at just $2 per tablet. $2 per tablet. RexMD.com has helped over 100,000 men. A lot of men, this happens to people. And listen, us guys, we're not, you know, historically not the most sensitive bunch. Struggle with talking about our feelings. Struggle with talking about our issues. We want to be discreet with this stuff. That's where RexMD comes in. You never have to go to a doctor. You never have to go to a hospital. It's all online. There's no copay, so it's cheap. If you're looking for generic Viagra, and listen, we got different problems as men. You don't have to tell anybody. You never have to tell a guy. You never have to tell me. We'll never know. Never th- Just go to RexMD.com slash am to get yourself some, uh, some Viagra. $2 a pill. No big deal. No big deal. Exactly Sex right. Sex is fun. We want you to have it and enjoy it. The only big it. deal is the deal. <laughs> yeah. Don't wait another minute. RexMD.com. Slash ham. That's rexmd.com slash ham. Rexmd.com. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. 
save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, we didn't, DraftKings was not a uh, sponsor this last week, but I just got a Brian Telly. Looks like finished in first place in our DraftKings game this week. Congrats to Brian um is this the guy did he just tweet at at us i don't, I don't know see his team name but 337 dollars and 50 cents on a 10 dollar entry congrats to him i'd not say a that's, bad pre- little that's ROI. pretty good not a bad little roi there brian uh top 10 top 10 uh top 10 made cash but uh brian telly congrats to you he won by three tenths of a point do you ever try to double dip meaning Draft your quarterback and then also draft one of his wide receivers? Or do you uh, avoid oh, yeah, that all strategy? The time. No, I do that. I, sometimes I'll go quarterback, two receivers. I I think that's just – you do basically put all your chips in the middle. I think, it's, I think it's a tried and true like draft um, fantasy, daily fantasy strategy, yeah. And when it works, it really works, right? I've never brought Tom, it up because last year it was always, for me, like several weeks I'd do Russ, DK, Tyler Lockett. I need to do that more often. Tom and Mike Evans. Because sometimes if you go Cousins and Thielen, but it's but Jefferson has the good game. Like if you pick one of the two and you get the wrong one, it, you're always pissed off. Now it's not like Cousins was very good. You should, I mean, just take Tom. Guy Tom throws four or five touchdowns every single game. Threw five touchdowns today. Five. He, he got fifteen. He threw his fourth, and then I looked up. He was throwing his fifth. I couldn't believe how fast it happened. Antonio, I don't know if he's quite Pittsburgh Steeler Antonio, but he's definitely not Scrub Raider Antonio. Not that he was a scrub with the Raiders because he never played a game. Didn't make it to week one. Frozen foot, Antonio? Yeah, but he's just, he's pretty good. Like, he's definitely pretty productive for them. Catches touchdowns. Is Tom going to throw 58 touchdowns this season? Uh, Well, what does he have? Right, what's his total right now? He's got 15. 15. Yeah, what's 15. their record? Four and one? Uh, That's what this says, but it, am I missing a game here? Are they yeah, no, they're four and one. Okay. They haven't had a buy or anything. So he's got 12 more games. Could he so he's throw... got he's got fifteen through five. Is that what we just said? Yeah. So three a game. So that's going to end up at what fifty six. Three times twelve. Yeah. No, three times twelve is thirty six. So yeah, but what's the total? Plus fifteen. That'd be fifty one. Okay. That'd be pretty good though. Throw fifty one touchdowns at forty four years old. I mean, what are we doing? You see Montana's like, yeah, I think he can play till 60. I just saw a headline the other day. Well, And as funny as that is, like, well, if you just said 50 right now, you would not sound like an idiot. He's If they go 13-3 and three and he throws 50 touchdowns, he'd have a very, very good chance to win the MVP, wouldn't he? Like, part of the reason Rodgers won it last year is he had eight more touchdowns than the next guy. Well, is Kyler hurt? Well, clearly, he's it's kind of fucked up, his arm. He looked... He looked a little weird today, didn't he? Like after they hit him. You know who did a great job on him? Not to go back. I mean, we got some other stuff to talk about here NFL wise, but the play that Talanoa Hufunga made on him on a third down, where I was like, oh, he's about to get shook. And he just stayed in front of him and, you know, didn't try, didn't try to steal the football, just walled him off. I, I was really impressive. You know, the coaching point 
if uh if you hips. and I ever if if we ever wanted to transition into NFL coaching defense, uh front seven, it really the entire eleven, is if you're gonna go full speed at the at the running quarterbacks, you have to about four or five yards before you get to them come to a stop. Because if you go full speed, they use that against you. It's the easiest move for them, right? The little 360 or the little juke. And you go flying by and you're like, oh my God, I had a easy, I was going to destroy the guy. Hufunga, even D Ford was kind of going there too. They just kind of, kind of, don't pump the brakes, but just take your foot off the gas. And then it freaks him out because you're kind of at a standstill with him. So it's like he goes left, you go left, right? You can just kind of mirror him. To me, that's the number one key with these running quarterbacks is you can't go full speed because they they then become like uh, you know the 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 bull guys when the bull's coming at them and they, they use a little little move to get right out of the way. Ole. The ole ole ole. Uh, Gabe on YouTube says, "Come on, John, I need some Raider therapy." That's they a got, radio reference from John's Ra- Raider post game days. I thought they were just shoved around. Like the Bears, every time I looked up, it just felt like the Bears were physically manhandling them. And it's not like the Bears had 30 points. I mean, the score of most of the game was like 14 to 3. Right? Yeah, it, it was just it was close. Yes. They had no offense. No. They threw for 206, no touchdowns. Uh Waller had four for 45. Edwards, I saw, had a drop, two for twenty-two. You have the box score up right now? Yeah, what do you want to know? How many yards fields throw for? Well, <laughs> it was not good on paper, John. Twelve for twenty, one eleven. How many yards did they rush for? Uh, not uh, he. Uh, they Damian ran Williams for is that their running back? Forty-three. Yeah. Who's their Khalil, leading rusher? Uh, Williams had sixty-four yards. K. Herbert is that Khalil Herbert? I think had eighteen for seventy-five. Who's Khalil Herbert? What school he go to? Uh, Khalil Herbert went to. Um, he's from Fort Lauderdale. He went to Kansas and Virginia Tech. I swear to God, I have sixth never rounder in this year's draft. He's no Elijah Mitchell. Oh, no. Sixth round. Oh, he must have opted out. No, maybe he played 2020 at Virginia Tech. Um, Khalil had a big sack on Derek on like a two-point conversion. Jackson on YouTube, by the way, just says, the intro to this music, the podcast music is on Sunday Night Football. Why didn't I know this? What did they just use on Sunday Night Football? They use like the new intro or the old intro? Jackson? I don't even know what he's talking about. He I'm said the intro ball. music to this podcast, like our music, is on Sunday Night Football. Did Sunday Night know. Football just play? If they played Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, which is the old one, that's fine. I mean, it's all fine. But did they play the the new intro? Well, if they did play the new intro, our guy who gave us that deserves to profit heavily. We need to well, go after think, NBC. Yeah, we got to get some, some answers because I think it's a sample, like a free sample, a licensed free sample out there that he made, which he gets credit. But I don't think it's like built from the ground up. I could. You don't think he that. created it from scratch? The guy that gave I don't it think it's created from scratch because we also heard it on a, um, uh, a Bryce Doherty is his name, Bonafide, his DJ name, because it was also, remember, on like an Instagram sausage ad. You remember that? Not really. It was on an Instagram sausage ad. and um, Evergood? Nope, not Evergood. Something else. And I sent him a note. I'm like, hey, man, you do this? He's like, oh, yeah, that's the sample. Theirs is a little different. Don't worry. It's it's You guys aren't infringing any. So I, we could maybe he hears this. And, and You're just saying it's out there and people can use it. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he he did a few things. He like, like, you can play with it. Made but, some tweaks. 
made yeah. some tweaks. Created Jackson, a player, gave him a little extra Let me know speed. when it happened. I want to go back and listen. Uh, Lions, John, I, I think we should just out of respect for the Lions, give, give, a, give a quick, a quick, a quick peek at the Lions schedule. These guys deserve a win. Um, I hope they get it. Uh, it's it's one of the more heartbreaking teams I've ever witnessed. I was watching that game, Lions-Vikings, as most people were because it was on red zone. And um, they forced a fumble late, scored a touchdown, took the lead. It was like, finally, the heavens have opened. And then the Vikings, I don't know, you saw that last drive. I did not uh, until the field goal, the Vikings beat them. They have um, they have the two of their last three games, they've lost 19-17. As, to me, two of the last three to lose on a 66-yard field goal from Justin Tucker that hit the the upright is an all-timer. Today, to take the lead on that fumble with 37 seconds left, I would say a lot of times when a team gets the ball back with 37 seconds left, if you just say that, the team gets the ball back down two points or down one point with 37 seconds left, if you had to guess how many timeouts would they have? I would say at the highest, I would say one. I would say most likely they might not have a timeout. Vikings had two timeouts. So it did, it did enable them. Like they do have two sweet wide receivers. Cousins hit multiple big gainers to Thielen and they got in field goal range. And the irony is the Vikings have missed a ton of field goals. Feels like the last five years. And the fucker hit a 55-yarder that Dan Campbell... Is cr- legitimately tears, guy. He's wiping away tears. Oh, and honestly, wow. it wasn't like someone I saw on Twitter like making fun of him. I do not think it's something you make fun of him. He has to feel like we are playing it on the line. We're on the road against a road team. We almost just beat uh, Baltimore. What the fuck do I have to do to get a win? They're well, by no means the laughing stock of the league. No, the Jags are that. But I you see the news. you see the player give Jack uh, hit him in the ass. Uh, the opposing opposing player? No, they, they got like a fourth down stop, and one of the players on the team, it's hard to tell who it was, like Urban was given a fist bump or something, and the guy came up from behind and gave him a huge hit on the ass, like fired up, but also yeah. kind of a mocking hit on the ass, you know? Hard to uh, tell. Um, uh, I have bad news, though, which is that the Bengals are probably going to beat the Lions on a field goal next week. Because the Bengals deserve that, too. I think the game. Bengals... Watch it. Jamar Chase is very watchable. Well, who's covering Jamar Chase when the 49ers play them? Josh Norman. If the 49ers, well, they played a game at Cincy, I do not feel as good about that game. Well, the Bengals will have did. the better quarterback that day, in all likelihood. Well, if Burrow's playing, they have the better quarterback regardless. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is where I get back Jamar to. Jamar Chase is catching the football. This is where I though I get back to guy is the 49ers point of difference. A huge point of difference for them was supposed to be their head coach. Like every game they went, like you got Kyle Shanahan and so far it just feels like yeah. that he's not like, he's not giving them a, a separating factor, which I think a lot of people uh, are just wondering what is going on. Yeah. I mean, and pl- but players matter too, right? Like Cliff Kingsbury beat Sean McVay this year. He's got a good team. Zach I mean, Taylor's team is, well, almost. Zach Taylor's team was almost five, four and one today, if they had won that game. Yeah, they would have been. They had the same record. They were both three and one in that game. It was a battle of three and one teams. 
Uh, Steelers was our lock of the week, John. I don't. I have not taken an early look at next week, but we have now won three games in a row on our lock of the week. Is that right? Uh, we lost the yeah. Lions. Yeah. Yeah. We've won three. Feeling pretty good. So, Teddy on the road. Um, Texans could not beat Belichick. No, that was another headline of the day. What was Davis Mills? Did you? Do you know? No. Who Davis he, Mills? The, 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 Oh, they couldn't, but they covered. They covered. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was moving on from locks yeah. and just because yeah, that covered. that line was what nine, ten. I think it was yeah nine. Um, Davis Mills today, twenty-one to twenty-nine, three twelve, three touchdowns, no picks. That's a pretty good line. That's. Did you know he played that well? I did not know he played that well. I didn't know he threw three touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. Well, I saw the one to to more that was like sixty-seven yards. Do you know the game that was, to me, the craziest outcome of the day is for the, I didn't see much of this game, if at any, but it was 15 to six in like the fourth quarter, Panthers beating the Eagles. I'm just like, oh, Sirianni, they're just going to lose and they'll be one and four. All of a sudden I look up, Jalen's running at a touchdown. I know. And then he does the Cam Newton Superman. And I look at the score. I'm like, they just took the lead 19 to 18. And then they go for two and they win 21 to 18. It's got to be the, really. one of the bigger upsets. What was that line on that game? Seven or something? Um, was it just three or four? I don't even remember. But I, I think it was three and a half. Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. I think it was three and a half. Uh, the Browns Charger game. That'll probably be the first game pass game uh, Monday morning. Herbert three ninety eight four touchdowns no picks. Mayfield three oh five two touchdowns no picks. Did the running back for the Browns go off? Well, yeah, Chubb, Chubb had 161, and then Hunt scored two touchdowns. Their production running the ball is just outrageous. J- Jameis, you see Jameis's Hail Mary at the end of the half? I did. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. <laughs> Jameis, threw four tu- Jameis threw four touchdowns today. What was you that? Hear Jameis's, you want to hear Jameis' yeah. line? Yeah. 15 of 30. 10 yards to throw, 280 yards, four touchdowns. He did have a terrible pick. But four touchdowns is, now granted, again, one of them is a Hail Mary at halftime. It's just the perfect located Hail Mary. His guy jumps, it hits him right in the chest. The, all the other guys are up. But he had a good game. I mean, four touchdowns. They won 33-22. to 22. Like, they're 3-2. and two. Uh, Mike Williams, John, contract here, Mike Williams. 16 targets today. Eight receptions. 16 targets, though. Uh, 165, eight catches, 165, two touchdowns. He's a beast. What Keenan do? Uh, six for 75. Yeah, just run of the mill, you know, on his pace to 100 catches. Oh, uh, Odell get hurt. Uh, or just he only caught two balls and it's bad that he's not catching more passes. I thought something happened to him, but I could be wrong. I didn't see. I didn't see any of the game, to be honest with you. Beside one, Najoku, a play where he just ran away from everyone. Yep. It was cool. Uh, Kadarius Tony threw a punch, got ejected. They got their ass kicked, forty-four to twenty. He was a character guy in college, right? I remember you telling me that. I'm not saying that, like, now, granted, it's not like a reflection of your character, but it is a reflection of your mental maturity. To, like, hey, bro, you're pretty coached up, like, probably since high school. Like, you're not allowed to punch in a game. That's an immediate ejection. 
That's an immediate ejection in college too, right? You're not. You can't throw a punch. No, no one does it. It's, it's the easiest flag going. And it, at least if you are gonna, th- it was a good. Like he was, he was coming in Tyson Fury style on the guy. Uh, Mark on YouTube says their whole team got hurt, but not OBJ. Just he just wasn't good today. This Baker just doesn't need him. I don't know what the over under in that game was, but there were 89 points scored. Well, it could not have been 89. <laughs> no, on the high end, I bet it would have been what 58 or something. I mean, 89. <laughs> Let's see if that's, I can. That's got to be one of the higher scoring games of the season. 47 to 42. That's I saw somebody crazy call to even it, look at. What did somebody call it? They called it like the 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 red LA. Shoot. They had a it was like a good Red River Shootout name. Well, I'll give you one. Do you know it was how like the Red po- River Shootout, but better. I'm gonna. You're gonna have to go back and definitely watch the fourth. Do you know how many points the Chargers scored in the fourth quarter? How many? What would your guess be? Well, now you asked me that, so I'll say like 28. <laughs> yeah, 26 points in the fourth quarter. The Browns scored 15. I there every were time, 36. There were 41 points scored in the fourth quarter. <laughs> every time I saw that game, it was like charge. The highlight was Chargers doing something sweet to pull within a score. That's what it felt like every highlight on red zone was. Chargers making a play to pull within a touchdown. Miles Garrett uh, had a sack. Over under was 47. So, yeah, I'd say that hit on the over. Yeah. I think I saw – was it that game? I Was it Jeff? I can't remember. It might have been Schwartz. There was a game where a bunch of points were scored early and somebody tweeted like, oh, I have the under. That's over. Maybe it was that game. Chip, Kelly, think, didn't lo- Chip Kelly didn't lose last night, did he? Chip Kelly did not lose. No, they, they pulled away from uh, Jed – Fish's Arizona Wildcats in the fish and chip matchup. Is that what it's called? No, that's what I called it. Well, you know, right. Spencer Rattler will be Jed Fish's quarterback next year when he comes home to Arizona. Yeah. You heard it here first. Their quarterback got hurt. Arizona's? Yeah. Uh, okay. A replay that I didn't care for. Same type deal. This little... Pretty ugly? Eh, just ugly enough that I won was enough. Yeah. All right. On that note, Everybody, have a good week. Yeah, see you later, people. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.